Hey everyone, welcome to Photography Chat, uh, Season 2, Episode 23. Uh, we're going to have uh, Ariella on with us here shortly. Um, we'll just wait to get her on, and then we'll get going with the chat. Hope everyone's doing great, having a good week. Um, let's see, let's get her on here. There she is. Okay. Hey everyone, thanks for popping in. Hopefully we'll get it going here. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Where do I put my phone? Hello, internet. Okay. Is my internet sucky? Your internet is is a little chunky. Uh oh. We see you, but you're buffering. Sorry, everyone, we're just having a bit of technical difficulty here. Okay, let's try again. Hey. Hello, Internet. Is it so laggy? Uh, no. It's a little bit laggy, yeah. Oh, maybe it's, it's, oh, dear. it might be good now. Okay, I think we're good. Is this okay? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. Technology. Technology. <laughs> it's such a bastard sometimes. Oh, man. Uh, How's your day Tell me about it. Uh, not bad. I'm I'm on like my movie theater spree now that theaters are open. Okay. I just I I don't know how you feel about this, but like I just watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so I didn't even know there was a new Mortal Kombat. Oh, well, I didn't find out till like three days ago. I'm just like I'm just like I'm so excited to be back. Like movie theaters, I'm like, hey, give me any movie, I'll watch it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ready for movie theaters yet. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm still getting used to like how open everything is in Vancouver compared to like what I was living through in Toronto. Right. It's been big adjustment. For sure. Um, yeah. We had brunch for the first time indoors on the weekend, and that was, like, the first time I'd eaten inside of a place in, like, over a year. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. What was that like for you? 
it was a bit weird, yeah, because it was just like you just kind of forget what it's like, I guess, to like, you're just kind of like, why is everyone in here and they don't have their masks on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, totally. I I get that. Is this this how we get the Rona? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh... But it was good. Like if if you're in Vancouver um, and you want a nice coffee and some some tasty food, um, Nemesis opened up on Great Northern Way and oh yeah I haven't I haven't been but like I I work in North Vancouver so the one at the Polygon is like oh so good yeah I've never been to that one but I don't get out to North Vancouver very often yeah 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 cool let's say have you been up to any photo adventures lately uh, I just shot a roll today. Like I, I've been taking out my camera more often now that like the weather is really nice. And so I, I went to watch Mortal Kombat at the theater in downtown. Okay. So I never noticed it before, but like you're so high, like that building is so high up, like you actually get a really nice view of like the law courts. So is that, like. Um... The one in Chinatown, or no, no, no. It's the one uh, near Georgia and no, it's, I think it's Burrard, Burrard and Smythe, I think. Oh, okay. The Scotia Bank one. Yeah, yeah, that one's huge. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, Ericsson Building, I'm gonna take a photo. <laughs> That's a very cool building. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's cool because like I never like I never thought about like being able to see it from up top. So it was cool. So yeah, I took some photos of that today. But otherwise, it's mostly just like walking around the city and North Van, pretty much. You've got yeah. um, another theater compatriot here. Fig Stop says that they just went to the theater for the first time last weekend and didn't oh. like how much they missed it. I know. It was the, like, even like before the whole COVID thing, I would see a movie like every Tuesday because, you know, it's cheap. <laughs> that was like yeah. my my weekly ritual and then so I haven't been in like over a year so sad <laughs> yeah I can't remember the last movie that I went and saw <sighs> the good old days <laughs> but I did see like so I've I've been seeing one movie since Tuesday. <laughs> and so Tuesday I saw A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place is so the the second one or the first one? The, the second one. The second. Oh wow! One. I never watched the first one. So the first one I like the first one a little bit more, but like the second one was quite good. Yeah. So what got you into photography? Let's see. I don't know. Uh, I guess I first started film like, I don't know, photography in general. I was that person in high school that always had a camera. and But I would never be in the photos. I just like taking photos of like other people. I think my, my Facebook profile still has like photos from like 12 years ago of my <laughs> high school class. And so, like, yeah, I, that like my first 
camera camera was like a Nikon I think it was a D50 from like way back when and then yeah I just like I just really like like I guess documenting or like taking photos of other people and then uh, I think when I was in college it was like the the golden era of like Lomo I feel like it was that was when it was really popular so I want to say like Oh god, now it's you know, it just makes me feel old. Like 2009ish. <laughs> You're calling 2009 saying that makes you feel old. I feel even older. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe not. Um but yeah, like 2009ish like um and and I was I I didn't I I grew up in the Philippines. So back then like I think it was really popular in Hong Kong. So I was I was just like I was I just entered college and like I I was broke so I was like I can't afford like a proper Lomo camera yeah. so I I saved up like all my allowance to like get this like teeny tiny Japanese like cap frame plastic camera it was made by I still remember I still have it actually um it's made by this company called Superheads and it's like the golden half they made like they like, they made like a bunch of like plastic cameras like they even made like a plastic TLR and um so yeah and then like in college that was like my really that was my only camera really so I would shoot photos and like 72 frames in one roll is a lot but I was like yes it's cheap like I could get so many frames out of it and yeah, I just kind of like kept going, and then when I moved here to Vancouver to like study again, um, I I still shot film more or less, but like I didn't really like get back into it till like the last two years I want to say, and it's really only in the past year that I've like you know, started developing and, like, getting more cameras and, like, investing in a very good scanner. And so I want to say, like, it's really, like, I've only had, like, a serious hobby since, like, 2019 or so, I want to say. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that, that, was a, that was a great answer. Um, half frame is kind of a pain in the ass it is like yeah like the thought of like saving so much money that was like yeah half frame but like it takes forever yeah like i've only ever shot one roll of half frame because <laughs> it took me forever to get through it and i was yeah. just like i don't like this game <laughs> that was so what, frames is too much oh for sure well, what what was like your favorite camera like when you got started? Oh my my favorite camera. Um, the Polaroid. Well, <laughs> uh, so it's tough because it's like I sorry, oh, there's a car alarm. <laughs> Noisy neighborhood. Sorry. I think you're like in LA or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one because like. I have like a favorite Polaroid and a favorite 35 millimeter. Um, And then like, I probably have to say three because it's like there's my uh, SLR 680, the Nikon M5. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the Wista 4x5. 
See, I have a uh, large format. Oh my god. Oh, that's like the one thing I still have to like. I'm still too scared to leap into. <laughs> it's it's a big leap. Like yeah. um, you don't you don't take photos with large format. You make them, so mm. you can't really run and gun with it. I did go on a, a weird photo walk though once with a dude in Boston that was like doing street photography with an eight by ten, and he had wow. a tripod like hefted over his shoulder and then like a big Damn. messenger bag full of uh yeah. like he had five holders so he had 10 pictures yeah and i was like dude that's hardcore like totally you know. <laughs> yeah and then there's like this one neighborhood we get into and he's just like yeah i'll meet you guys back at uh this, i can't go and the, people don't like me in this neighborhood <laughs> i was like why he's like i don't really want to get into it and he just kind of deked off when we met yeah. up later but uh, yeah I kind of admired that dude for doing that because I didn't understand how intense large format was until I started playing with it myself and I was like holy uh -huh. shit like that guy just like trying to do candid street photos with it yeah that's like whoa something I want to try one day but like still like just the thought of like going around like I I recently got um, like a Canon SLR from like the 90s and even then like people already start giving me looks on the street because it looks so much like a SLR so I can't imagine walking around with like an 8 by 10 <laughs> people get curious when you have those cameras though because it's like they look at yeah. you and they just like yeah. they're not used to seeing that old timey kind of stuff mm -hmm. that's true that's true but I I would really like to use it one day for like some really cool architecture photos. I feel like all the movements would make it so cool. <laughs> Brandy just joined. Yeah. She's very excited that I was doing an episode with you. Hello. I've never met you, Brandy, but hello. <laughs> Brandy, sorry I haven't responded to the text messages yet. It's been a little weird this week. I love you and miss you. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Brandy is great. She's one of my favorite photo peoples. Oh, yeah. And I love her photos, too. Yeah. If um, the world ever opens up again and we can go to Merca. Um, Merca! You'll have to uh, come to Texas for the Polacon. Oh. Okay, I'm going to have to cheers to America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's um, the the photo road trips and adventures were like one of my favorite things of the the mm. old world. Of the old yeah. realm. The bummer uh, that they're gone now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I really hope we get to meet one day, Brandy. Well, I have no doubt. <laughs> yes, for sure. Because there'll be Denton or um, the Bay Area. There's talk of mm -hmm. on possibly ending up in in other cities too and mm. if i could if i could swing it i'd like to convince them to do one um here in in canada either in vancouver or toronto oh no you're buffering mm -hmm. right back there you're back Sorry? okay <laughs> you're you're Isn't buffering for a second 
Oh no, maybe it, it is my internet. You're back now, though. It's fine. Okay. Okay. There, that's good. Yeah, I haven't really traveled much around the States in general. <laughs> like, I've really only been to Seattle and L.A., but, like, I I was really young. So it was, it was more of those, like, Disneyland trips. <laughs> so, to Disneyland? Yeah. Like, I was seven, and, like, my well, family and I went to Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, um, like, it's cool down there, too, because, like, Disneyland, that's the one that's in California, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, all around, like, Long Beach and shit like that, there's all sorts of cool stuff to uh, to shoot down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, I'm actually going on a trip to Saskatchewan in the next month. Why? <laughs> I love how that's your reaction. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, just visiting a friend. Um, and we're both like, I'm, I'm both like, I'm gonna get my second dose before then. So. And Saskatchewan seems to be like really not that active in terms of COVID cases. I'm not too worried. Um, but yeah, I've never been. And what part I, of Saskatchewan are you going to? Saskatoon. I like Saskatoon. Saskatoon's yeah. okay. Um, yeah. City that rhymes with fun isn't as much fun as you think it would be. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty sure it'll be it'll be nice. And I mean, I would rather go there in the summer than in the winter, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's, I, I spent a bunch of time in Saskatoon for work, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't hate it. It's nice there. It kind of reminded me of Prince George, but just like a bigger version of Prince George. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And less stinky, because it didn't have all the <laughs> Prince George does. So you don't, you don't have a driver's license then? Oh, okay, that's a bit of a story. So I okay. technically do have like a license from the Philippines. I just like I when I tried to convert it to a Canadian one, basically I have to just pass the the knowledge test and then pass the driving exam and then I have a class five. So I was halfway and I was taking lessons to for the driving exam. It didn't go very well, <laughs> and I almost crashed a few times. So I'm like, I'll take a break, and that break has been about five years. So, <laughs> I mean, 
Driving in Canada versus driving in the Philippines are two very different things. It is. It I'm is. Very... You even need a license in the Philippines. It just. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically it's just a it's just a card. It's not really. It's like a piece of ID. Like no anyone can drive there. My uh, my uncle got pulled over once when we were visiting. Uh, he lived in uh, Batangas. Oh really. Yeah, my parents are out there. They live at uh, base view homes across from the oh. military base there in oh. uh, Lipa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we got pulled over in Manila, and it was like the fucking weirdest thing because he just pulled his wallet out and just started pulling pesos out until the yeah. officer was like, thank yeah. you, sir, have a nice day, and then just like took yeah. them There's like a very... <laughs> tactful way to do it sometimes like you would fold it and kind of like here's my license and then there's like a hundred peso bills it wasn't even that you just like started pulling money out until the guy goes that's enough (laughs) oh my god yep that's uh that's how it is back home (laughs) yeah um it was interesting i I went there in 2008 and Mm -hmm. i don't know if i would ever really want to go back again that's fair. That's totally that fair. Really. <laughs> when did you move from the Philippines? I moved here in 2013. 2013. Okay. Yeah, 2013. Like, when was that? Yeah, 2013. Um, I tried to go back every year, but, you know, I haven't been last year. So my last trip home was, like, 2019, like, the summer of... And even then, like, every time I come back home, it's, like, a weird feeling. Like, especially because I, I, did, I did grow up, I was born and raised in Manila, so, like, the city itself is just, like, so different every time I come back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. That's all I can say. It's, like, a weird feeling. Like, I miss my family and my friends and everything, but, like, City living there is just like so. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the, well, of course there's the traffic. <laughs> That's probably the number one thing, the traffic, <laughs> and like the weather didn't really like make it a very pleasant experience. It's like you sweat buckets all the time, and you have to take two showers a day. And <laughs> yeah, I got I got sick because I kept hanging out in the air conditioning too much and like yeah and i caught a cold and i'm like how do you yeah. get cold when it's this freaking hot out that's a real that's a real problem <laughs> yeah and then i totally fucked up on the last two days we were there my uncle told me don't eat any food unless it comes from a restaurant he's like you know, try to find a way to politely decline because he's like, your delicate Canadian stomach will just destroy itself if you eat the food here. And then don't drink the water. Yeah. Your digestive system is a snowflake. And it's just like, yeah, he'd be like, the food, it just like they cook it in the morning and then it just sits on the table all day outside. And uh, he's like, we can handle it, but you probably won't. (laughs) Like fair enough. That's, that seems a little catchy. Uh, yeah, and the second to last night I was there, um, 
I woke up in the middle of the night and was just like so thirsty and mm-hmm. just poured a glass of tap water and just drank it without thinking. And then afterwards, I was just like, oh shit. And I got so sick. Bro. Like, it was, uh, no, I got like, least sick from that. Yep. Tap water yeah, is a no, was, no way no I think that's one habit that I No, have. it was bad. Am I still am I still just avoiding tap water? Yeah. Oh, you're good. You're like, back. Okay. Like I know it's like can eat like Vancouver water is like one of the best in the world. But like it's just a habit that I that I have. I still have to have filtered water. I can't this is how I, this is how I've lived the rest of my life. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was very different over there. Like, um, we drove to, um, I think it was Taal. Oh, yeah. Like some the crazy, volcano. Yeah, it was, there was some crazy mountain that we drove to. It was, like, a couple hours away yeah. because, like, the best dressmaker that my oh. Ola knew lived, lived there. And so we were, like, going – it was, like, we spent – three hours driving there in the yes. morning and along the way to wherever the hell it was we were going she saw this like meat stand in the middle of nowhere on the side of the, it was like a shanty with mm-hmm. like cow, like dead cows hanging in front of it and like stray dogs were like nipping at the bottom of the cows and my little was like stop stop we need to stop and it's like when she was just like all excited about this yeah. sketch of meat and she bought like a couple pounds of this like random cow from the side of the like, there was nothing else there was no, yeah. where does this guy come from to like set up this meat stand yeah and then it just sat in the back of the truck all day like we were like gone for like the whole day and then we got back and she was so stoked to make a stew with it and my uncle's like don't eat it <laughs> nope nope i really hope you didn't I didn't. I did not try that. <laughs> but she was so excited about it. Like, it was kind of adorable how stoked she got about all of the, the weird random things. But it was a very different um, world experience. For being. sure. Yeah. And, and now I feel like, you know, because when I, well, my last trip home, I feel like I was also in a different mind space towards photography. Like the I I brought my my so my oh sorry you were breaking up there a little bit which camera did you bring uh it it was my parents camera and it was one of those like point and shoots that you you know you had like a family camera and that everybody forgot about sorry what uh, what camera was that if you uh... You're you're back now, but what was you brought? What kind of camera was it? Okay. It 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 was a point and shoot from my parents, so it was a like a it it was a like a mini lux. It's it's very bougie for a point and shoot, but it's like one of those like they 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 bought it on like their first trip to Europe as like an investment, but like they eventually forgot about it. And fast forward to like 2010, they found it again, and I'm like, 
<laughs> it's a red dot. <laughs> so you have a you have a, like a mini look in your collection, then is what you're saying? I I do, but then I don't use it as much because I don't know. It's my parents' camera, and like I, I I'm particularly I I enjoy SLRs a little more than than shooting point, but it is a very good point and shoot episode. Yeah. Um, but in the last three months or so, I've been having problems with it. I actually tried to get it fixed. There was issues with like the autofocus. And like I I brought it into Van Cam, like one of the repair stores here and they were like saying, Oh, it's gonna cost about four hundred dollars to get it fixed. I'm like Okay <laughs> I I guess I just won't use the like I just won't use Zoom. Like I can still use it, like it will still take photos, but like once I use the Zoom it won't it refuses to take the photo. So, well, I mean four hundred isn't bad to get those fixed because um typically you can't get like those electronic point and shoots fixed like that's why i kind of find it really hilarious with all the people that are like dropping thousands of dollars on like contacts and shit like that and it's just like you just spent two grand on a ticking time bomb like you're gonna one day you're just gonna try to turn it on and it's not gonna work and you'll be like hey and it's like well because you shouldn't have done that yeah i know i i I use it but then that's also like one of the reasons why oh I want to bring it back home and like take photos with it uh, back home I don't know it's like I'll use my parents camera to take pictures of like my dad's hometown and stuff like that so it has a different feel to it now now that I try to look at it I'm like oh it's so different from like the photos I'm taking of now maybe because it's also like a different place I guess Mm. but like I feel like when I come home hopefully soon like if I get to come visit like yeah, when we'll again. Right back. yeah sure no you keep, keep talking oh <laughs> um yeah like if I get to come back home again I feel like I'm in a different like my eyes work differently now and I feel like the, the photos I'll be taking up would be like completely different as well so yeah, because you have, like all your your eye and and things. Yeah, but also I feel like the concept of home has also kind of changed. <laughs> yeah, like like how what home means always feels a little different. Like how so? Because I, I have a very weird relationship with home, so I'm kind of curious to hear yeah. like your relationship with home. Oh, is. for me, like. Like, Canada is, like, the first place I've lived ever outside. Like, you know, like, I don't know if it's, like, a coming-of-age thing. (laughs) But, like, I felt like I properly entered adulthood in Canada. (laughs) So, and, like, I moved here without my family. And, like, I was, I think I just turned 20 when I moved. Oh, wow. so you came yeah. out by yourself. You didn't move with family. No. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's like, and even like when I was growing up in the Philippines, it was, I don't know. I I always felt like a little not out of place, but like different. Like there are some parts of like the culture that I never really agreed with. I think one of that 
I think the biggest part of it was like I never really felt like I was religious, even though I grew up in a very religious environment. Philippines <laughs> is like so religious. Yeah. Like that right. when we went to that uh, mountain town to go get the dresses. Yeah. There was this like big fancy church there that had like fast food weddings going on basically. Yeah. Where it was like a lineup of people getting married. And it's like they'd stand in front of the priest, yeah. priest would marry them. Mass weddings, that's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird to see, just in like the big church and stuff. And it was just mm-hmm. like, my mom made us grow up Roman Catholic because mm. like that's what they, that's what they did. And it was like I was always salty about it as a kid because like my dad would stay home. Yeah. And so we were just like, well, why does dad get to stay home? So then yeah. we started forcing him to have to go, and then he was kind of salty at us because he's yeah. like. I ruined my lazy Sundays. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Um, it's so, so different. Are you, are you finding like Vancouver to be like more like home now then or? I, I guess so. Like it feels like, I guess the way I would put it, the feeling, the closest feeling I would put it as like, Going to the Philippines feels like coming back to your childhood bedroom. Mm. It's like you see everything from like, you know, when you were seven and like you meet all your friends and your cousins, but like your bed in Vancouver where you would crash after work, after a long day feels so welcoming (laughs) in a different way um that's that's how i feel so so to me it's like i have two homes i don't know that's fair yeah that makes that's, sense yeah it's like the home that i would go back and like eat my mom's cooking and see like the glow in the dark stars that i stuck on the ceiling when i was 10. <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah, but then like yeah, and then and here in my tiny apartment in Vancouver, it's also like very very nice. <laughs> it's your space, so it's like it's your yeah, home. exactly. But how about you? Like what? Like I I understand like you've moved around quite a bit. Yeah, so I've just realized recently that I'm kind of a bit of like a nomad, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's something that started when, when we were kids, Um, we would almost move like every four years. Um, And looking at like my adult life, I've almost kept up with that same timeline. It's been like Mm -hmm. every like three to five, I'm moving somewhere. Um, And you know, I'm coming up on 40 this year and I just realized that like that's a pattern that I've been like continuing since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like a weird relationship with a home because um, I don't really feel like I've had home since we left Calgary. Because um, like oh, I was wow. born in Calgary, there's a huge Filipino community yeah. in Calgary, like massive. And like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, um, I spoke Tagalog more fluent mm. than I spoke English because oh, wow. yeah. like my Lola and Lola lived with us mm-hmm. um, so I would always be speaking Tagalog with them my mom mm-hmm. spoke Tagalog to uh, me and my brothers 
um, we would go out like every weekend there'd be these big fancy Filipino society parties so we'd go there and like the the big roast pig and everything and oh for sure yeah everyone's speaking Filipino there Um, but then when we left Calgary um, you know my Lola and Lola stayed in Calgary and Mm -hmm. uh, my mom stopped speaking Filipino to us so I just I lost it I remember like um very small bits like caballo very useful words to, to remember yeah exactly <laughs> where's the stinky horse like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure oh my god yeah since, like, I, since we left calgary like i haven't really i haven't really felt home um yeah. I guess like in my adult life the closest place to home has been like Kamloops because I've spent yeah. a good chunk of my life living in Kamloops mm-hmm. so I live there off and on with my parents because they moved there from the Kootenays um yeah. after I graduated and I also lived there with my ex-wife and um yeah, like that before I moved to Toronto, like that's where home was and like all my family's there, like my brothers and their kids and stuff mm-hmm. are all in Kamloops. So I guess like Kamloops is like the closest to home now, which is like why um, the recent news about the oh, man. Yeah. And children that they discovered there at the uh, the old residential school yeah, really, really hit me because like I've spent a lot of time in Kamloops. I've spent mm-hmm. time on on that land. Like, that was a really cool spot to do night photography mm-hmm. around, like, the old residential school. So it's just, like, you know, was I walking around where they were and stuff? Mm-hmm. And then, like, my nieces and nephews are all around those kids' ages, too. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, um, it's just such a fucking tragedy that, mm-hmm. you know, so many yeah. children yet to be discovered as well. Yeah, yeah, they're still finding more. Yeah, and like they were all robbed of their opportunity to like yeah. you know grow and become members of their community and. Definitely. Um, you know, so that was like a big reason why I wanted to do that thing with Northern Film Collective, and the timing mm. worked as well because like I was trying to figure out what we could do to help, like mm-hmm. what we like could we. I was thinking like maybe we do like an open call for submissions and like you know mm-hmm. put something together there, but then I was like that that could get really messy and hard to manage. And while I was trying to like you know debate this and figure out what would make the most sense, um, fear and loathing, thirty-five millimeter, Dylan, yeah. he was amazing. Yeah, and he he was like, I'm feeling really fucked up about this. Like you know, yeah. do you guys want to do something together? And so that's where the print collaboration worked out. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I'd like to, but let's see what we can arrange for prints. So I reached out to uh, Claudia at Downtown Camera in Toronto mm-hmm. and uh, just let her know what we were thinking about and what we were planning. And she was fully on board for that too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they've agreed to do all the prints for the project and everything. So it all came together like really quick. Um, and I'm hoping that there's a good reception to it. Um, oh, I'm, I bet, yeah. So, like, we um, launched the first print yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Second print will come tomorrow. 
and then the third one will be on Sunday, I think. Just because we, we alternate black and white in color. Yeah. Feed, so <laughs> I'm nice. doing the releases so that we could keep consistency with, with that. Yeah. Um, but ideally, if if the reception to this one is good, what I'd like to try and do is expand it out mm -hmm. to other photographers across Canada that may live in communities with residential schools that are affected by this and, and yeah. do, do targeted um fundraisers, fundraisers yeah. money goes straight to that community, community yeah it's like that that was my one sort that of fear like raising this money um will it actually get to the community yeah. like you know that's a big concern i have with a lot of um uh, non-profits is mm -hmm. like if you donate all this money to them and a fraction of it ends up getting to the actual community like they use some of that money to like cover their own overhead and things like that mm -hmm. um and this just felt like something um way too important to just have it be a gesture right. like i wanted it to actually be something that could make change yeah you know? and impactful yeah yeah so we'll see how it goes the the pictures are pretty cool like dylan's yeah. got some real bangers that he's yeah. he's given us there like the first one is is cool i like it but the the two that are coming are like really really fucking good so ben. <laughs> yeah um, oh i'm excited and i'm excited too like it's just it's it's amazing yeah the the people that are in this community that we're mm -hmm. part of like there's for the most part a lot of really great good people in this community mm -hmm that that all want um yeah. so it's i don't know it's humbling to be part of it sometimes mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i don't know this is just my experience as like an immigrant like i'm like the very definition of a settler <laughs> so and like before moving to canada like this is all like i have no idea and so like there's so much more to to learn and like to really like unpack i guess and as long as you're benefiting from like the system and like the basically the the result of like what's happened like you owe it to to like the original like to to the people who live there first who actually own the land to like help yeah and like that's that's something where I cringe a lot when yeah. um, you see in, in the news or when people yeah. are just talking about it, where they're like, oh, Canada's dark past, Canada's mm -hmm. dark history. It's, and it's not like, that. This, isn't, this isn't the dark past. No. This is heritage that Canada was built on. Yeah. Like yeah. Canada is built on the bodies and blood of indigenous yeah. people and people of color. Yeah. Like you know, we literally stole all the land from mm -hmm. indigenous First Nations people and then infrastructure, most of our massive, inf like railway infrastructure, that mm -hmm. was all built by Asian people. Yep. Like, you know, it, it was, they, they were like the, the slave labor of, of Canada. And yep. so like, you know, we have a steeped history in violence against people of color and mm -hmm. marginalization of people of color and indigenous communities. Mm -hmm. 
And even with the, the termination of the residential schools in, in 1996, mm -hmm. that the work that the residential schools were doing never stopped. Like the nope. only reason yeah. the residential schools were closed was because they were no longer financially feasible for the government to run. Mm -hmm. Found that it was more cost effective <clears throat> to bolster the foster care program. Yeah, the welfare. Yeah. yeah, and then put kids into foster care instead of putting them into residential schools. So the attack against Indigenous people never stopped. No. Yeah. They made it more cost effective for the government. Like they're still stealing children from their communities today. And it's just, it's kind of like an awful thing because everyone has this idea of Canada being this like utopia. Yeah. Kumbaya Nation. It's not that, no, it's not yeah. like that at all. Like, it's, it's pretty, when, when you start to learn what Canada has been built on, mm -hmm. it's pretty fucking grim. It's fucked and up. And it's, That's um, what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked up, and it's really, it's really disheartening, mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, we will see some good change coming, because, mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of these people are going to be put to task soon and more yeah. people are becoming aware of this now. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you like people listening right now um, aren't familiar with like Canada's residential school systems and, and what's happening in, in Kamloops and stuff, um, we've compiled a, a few good resource links on the Northern Film Collective website. So if you go to northernfilmcollective.ca forward slash Kamloops, um, that outlines the uh, program that we're doing for Kamloops right now. And then there's a bunch of like really good links that go over like the history of residential schools in Canada and yeah. what had happened in Kamloops. And um, yeah, like that's, if, if you don't know about it, I would implore you to do some reading. Um, I would a million percent dissuade you from reaching out to you know, like yeah. people color and indigenous people and putting um, labor on them yep. for your education because that's just completely unfair mm -hmm. like you know, just like when the black lives matter thing went down like you know not cool to like you know phone up your one black friend and be like so tell me about racism like don't please don't do that um, <laughs> no. the internet no. has all the information you could ever need yeah. just type in a google search like you know why does Canada hate first mm -hmm. nations and probably get a whole time that easy people that easy for sure and it, oh. it was a while too because i was i did reach out to the camloops first nation because mm -hmm. when i was doing the promo post i wanted to include um a logo like a, their logo on it just to show their support um but i was like i should ask before i just go ahead and do this and yeah. so I called their communications director over there and talked awesome, to them about yeah. it. And um, they were like, you know what? Thank you for asking because so many people out there have started GoFundMes and all this stuff. And he's like, we're appreciative of all of that, but they're, they're using this logo without permission yeah. using to our members because yeah. our members see the logo and assume this is like a sanctioned thing. And this mm -hmm. is like the band is behind this and we're not. And he was kind of like, I kind of wanted to say yes to you because like you asked, but he's like, let me get back to you, talk to the chief. Yeah. And the chief was like, no, I can't, can't do that just because they yeah. don't set a precedent that it's cool. And I was right. like, you know, I'm glad that I asked. That's fair. And, yeah. 
Um, he was saying that like ever since the news broke about Kamloops, they've just been inundated with calls and like, you know, people trying to show support and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's, he said it's been very wild and overwhelming, but also cool, but it's just mm -hmm. like, it's tough because, um, when people are planning these own individual events, like, you know, there needs to be some respect of, of the community as well taken into account. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, as well. And Caroline says here, yeah, also, say. Alberta has a free course consisting of 12 modules available. The course is presented from an Indigenous perspective and is highly, re she highly recommends it. I've heard of that and I've been meaning to take it. So, you know, it's um, definitely worth checking that out. I think it's still free to, because um, Dan Levy was like on the social media talking about that one. A few yeah, I want to look it up. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, as, as people who have have settled on this, like you know, colonial territory, like mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's on us to understand for sure what we're doing here and yeah. respect um, who this was taken from, and um, yeah, before that happens, like we can't really have real healing before that happens across mm -hmm. whole countries. It's funny because Canada Day is coming up. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a weird. Like it's it's weird yeah. to celebrate Canada I've never, I've knowing never, um, knowing what happened because um, yeah. it's just like you know what what are we celebrating like yeah. you know and like things too like I I was reading this um, recount from someone of when the queen visited Kamloops and oh. and picked 10 children to go on a picnic with her. And um, those 10 children never returned. No one knows what happened to them. Shit. And it's like, so this is, these are the people we're celebrating. This is the, the heritage we're celebrating is like, you know, people that straight up stole kids and murdered them. Like there was another recount from someone that was in, in a class and the teacher like, um, disciplined a child so heavily that the uh, nun snapped the kid's neck and the kid died in front of the class and the nun just left the body there all day as an example to behave because if they, so they would just end up like that and <clears throat> like it's just wild to think that 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 was a reality yeah Oh my God. Yeah. So that's what Canada Day is about. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, like I've never celebrated it. I, well, I've never felt like I wanted to because, like, I'm not Canadian. <laughs> and yeah. also, just like, yeah, like, and more reason not to now that I, I know more and I understand more behind it. But, yeah. 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 I mean, not to say that Canada is a completely awful place. Like, yeah. A lot of really great people here, and we've done a lot of really great things, but we just, we also need to address yeah. the, the badness that's happened here and um, mm -hmm. Definitely. change to, to correct yeah. that. And Kat says here the U of A course is free through Coursera. It's called Indigenous Canada, if you want yeah. to 
check that out. Actually, yeah, I Googled it, and yes, it is on Coursera, and you can also access it through the U of A website. It's called Indigenous Canada. So you guys should enroll. Yeah, I might actually add a link to that on the Northern Film Collective page. Mm -hmm. Register for it. Yeah, sorry for that um, sort of tangent there. No, I'm. Everybody needs to hear about it. <laughs> and I appreciate your your camera giveaway that you're working on as well too. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. I have a camera giveaway. Yeah, for the you were doing donation. No. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it's a different person. Sorry, that's my bad. I'm <laughs> getting things mixed up here. Uh, I could do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, that's my bad. I, uh, <laughs> blooper, blooper. Those it are was a blooper. Uh, that was a blooper. <laughs> that was a total blooper. Uh, Here, let me fix that now. It's all right. No, it wasn't. I, I got you mixed up with my other Filipino photo pal. I the, think I know who she is. The girl, <laughs> the girl who shoots film. Yeah. Marielle, I think, is her name? Yeah. Yes. Very Mary close. It, yeah, similar. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. So, Mary Alice is offering. Um, yeah. uh, she's she's got a couple of cameras up that any proceeds from those cameras she's also going to be donating to um, the Kamloops First Nation. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so silly about that. Well, well, Eric says you should do it. Well, okay, so Eric, funny thing. Funny thing. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so I am probably going to be doing a camera giveaway here because I hit 2,500 followers. And I've stayed at 2,500 followers. So I think um, to commemorate that now, since it stayed consistently, I'm going to probably be offering Ooh, this. What's that? My first. <laughs> it's a full thing. <laughs> yeah. It has a very janky, cheap um, Kodak plastic camera, oh some Kodak gold, 12 exposures of uh, who knows <laughs> if it work or not, um, and then a photo album that you can put your prints into. And then there's a book here for my first steps in taking photography. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and it's it's so good. Like <laughs> this was published in 1996, so I was in grade 10 when this book came out. And and look at this. You know, have fun with your friends. Stand on a table and point the point the camera down at them there. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. It's, there's a whole like thing on using the camera. So I think I'll I'll be uh I'll be putting this guy up for, for the giveaway. Yeah. Well it's totally and the thing is like so good. I think I picked it up at Value Village like a while back. Mm -hmm. But everything 
here. Like someone never opened it. Like, and I I haven't brought myself to open it either because it's just so perfect. So yeah. Whoever gets this will be the first one to bust that camera out. Maybe like, they'll never open it as well. Who? Well, I hope they would. <laughs> I hope they like follow the instruction book so that they can take awesome pictures of their friends. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, that would be friggin' amazing. So um Eric, yeah. you know, you um you just might be able to participate in a camera giveaway there sooner than later. Yeah. I hope Eric wins. <laughs> yeah. Well now now it's seem rigged if he does win, he'll just be like you know, He's like Eric shooting with my. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, I think uh, I, Carolina says don't knock cheap plastic cameras. Oh, you shouldn't. I, don't definitely no. One of my favorite cameras right now is um, my Lomo simple use reusable camera. Yeah. No, I me too. I have a I have a plastic camera. It's not Lomo, but it's from one of those Japanese toy cameras too. And I love shooting with it in the summer. Just pop in like a Kodak Gold and just go crazy. Yeah. I kind of went nuts with it, and I like shooting Cinestill 800. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that stressed me out. <laughs> uh, it's just funny because it's like the roll of film is worth more than the camera is. I know. <laughs> That's what I was say. <laughs> uh... But it turns out so awesome because like the the camera shoots at four hundred, so uh -huh. it it overexposes the Cinestill, and you get this really cool like sort of blown out look to it. Yeah. And it looks so nice, like. Um, yeah, and I like shooting Cinestill 800 during mm -hmm. the day. I'm, I've I never tapped that. I have to. <laughs> I do all the things you're not supposed to with the Cinestill. Yeah. I've only ever shot 800 once and 50D once. So um, a lot of people sleep on the 50D, but I really like the 50D. I do like the 50. I like it a little more than the 800, honestly. I agree with you. Like, yeah. I, I also like it a little bit more than the 800, um, but only if you have a lot of light. Like, mm -hmm. you need a lot of light for Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, my favorite place to have shot the 50D so far was down in Texas, because, like, the light down in Texas. Oh, you'll get a lot of light. <laughs> a lot of light. <laughs> Yeah, Caroline says she overexposed it too. And yeah, I did the same thing too. Like I was doing a studio shoot with a friend and I accidentally, um, I set the strobes to a, a, what I needed for 100 ISO, but I was mm -hmm. shooting still. So it was just like fucking super overblown. But it looked really cool because like what we were shooting, it made it look very like sort of ethereal and like angelic. Ooh. Yeah, so, that halation. Yes. <laughs> you know, you just join. Like, there oh. you go. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. So it's been what? your most favorite photo adventure so far since you started shooting with film. 
Oh, she froze again. Are you back? Oh, did I? I think so. Am I back? Yeah, you're back now. Okay. Yeah, What's you're back. What's my favorite photo adventure? Is that your question? Yeah. Uh, let me see. I think it's memorable because it's probably, oh, my cat wants to join. Uh, <laughs> I went to Bowen Island and walked from one end of the island to the other one. Yeah, completely by foot. And I, I just took, I took like four oh, rolls. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my cat. Hello. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Chirpy, you want to say hi to everybody? Um, he's a big cat. <laughs> he's um, a big boy. He's a giant boy. Um, yeah. Whenever, whenever I have, like, a video call, he, he knows, and he just wants to join in. So. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> So, here he is. Um, but yeah, like, I just walked on the side of the road, literally, from one end of the island to the other. And I feel like it's when you walk that you really, like, get to see everything. And you really, like, slow down and, like, think about it, what, what to shoot. And I actually have one of the photos that I took on that on that walk <laughs> on my wall and it was like there's like two deers De what's the plural for deer deers yeah <laughs> um yeah and then they look straight at the camera and it was it's like one of my oh my god chirpy you have like so many internet sounds now <laughs> but th this is how big my cat is this is me to scale. Whoa. He is a big <laughs> Such a big boy. He is a big boy. A very big boy. <laughs> Caroline oh asks, um, have you, or who's been there when you forget what's in your camera? I've totally done that. Have you forgotten what film you had in your camera? No. I'll be honest, no, because I make it a point to always finish the role. Oh, you're smart. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally forget what I have in camera sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I never put tape or anything because I'm just like, no, I have to finish the role. I'm like on a mission. And then I, I've also done it before where I've learned my lesson. So when I finish a role, I have to, like, rewind it that very second. Because yeah. then I've opened it with, like, the thing on. I'm like, no, my photo. <laughs> I've done that more times than I would like to admit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ruined so yeah. many photos. Learned the hard way. <laughs> Oh, right. see, I've I've hoarded twenty four like the rolls of Kodak Gold with twenty four exposures because for that particular.
particular reason. <laughs> See, like, okay, I, I understand 24 because it's easier to shoot, but this is why I hate 24 exposures, is because, like, the lab charges you the same amount of money to develop 24 as it does 36. So it's like, I feel like I'm cheating myself out by not having those extra shots. Yeah. Well, I don't have that problem because I developed my own. <laughs> Which reminds me, I need to do a dev day because I have 11 roles and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I have a whole bunch of stuff. I have so yeah. much stuff that I need to uh, mail to Toronto. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like 12 rolls that I haven't done yet. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to us. I have, like, my pile here of, like, unscanned stuff that I have not really made much progress on. On top of, like, the 11 that I haven't developed. So, like, <laughs> See, like, that's also why I don't like developing at home is um, I hate scanning. I know some people love scanning and it's like totally their jam, but I just like don't enjoy it at all. Uh, to me, it's a it's a love hate thing. See, okay, so I have my I have my my good old Epson here, my lovely chunky unit, but then I also acquired a Nikon, one of like the the cool scan ones. The cool scan. Yeah. I'm like, what? Someone's selling it on Marketplace? I got it within like the, the first 24 hours. I'm like, you must be mine. <laughs> and that kind of changed things for me. I like it a little more now, but it can't do medium format. So I still use my Epson for medium format. That's fair. Yeah. Bracing Hypocrisy says they should be driving, but they're here. <laughs> that's funny um caroline asks what's your scanning process how do you deal with dust tell me about cutting negatives i just picked up a light box <laughs> to make it easier with this couple uh well i still use scissors although i do have an exacto knife but uh i don't know i guess i can well this is my workstation so everything is here i have my gloves i have my my rocket blaster, I don't know if that's what you call it. And then I have compressed air if it's like really annoying. And guys, I have a long haired cat, so like dust is the least of my problems. <laughs> There's like cat hair everywhere. <laughs> um and yeah, so when I when I develop it and once it's dry, I make it a point to like scan it right away. Otherwise I try to like put it in a acid-free bag, which we have at work that I steal sometimes. So I just put it in a sleeve as soon as possible if I can't scan it. And then I do have like a light, I do have a light table and a loop. Like sometimes the loop is useful, especially with black and white and slide film. Um, but yeah, and then I just scan it as soon as I can. <laughs> Halation Station <laughs> like says, I agree. <laughs> Just scissors and pray to Thanos, but I found that a little perma cropping is inevitable. 
I mean, so the Thanos thing is hilarious. I don't know if any <laughs> of you guys TikTok much at all, but I saw the most ridiculous TikTok of this guy that did Thanos, but is Michael Sarah. And it was so good because, like, oh he nailed god. Michael Sarah. So it was like all of Thanos's monologue, but if Michael yeah. Sarah. Oh my god, that's oh my god! I have to find that. I'll I'll dig it up and I'll I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I play the the last step to my scanning process is I play a movie in the background, and that's it. Is it always the same movie, or do you switch it up? Nah, I switch it up. But, like, 90 minutes is, like, the perfect chunk of time for me to, like, scan. At least, like, two, three rolls at a time. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. The Nikon has changed my scanning life, though. I, I do enjoy it much more now. I, I imagine, like, if I had something like a cool scan, I probably mm -hmm. would hate scanning as much either but mm -hmm. I'll probably have to get something like that eventually because I have like bags of negatives that my parents gave me of like all my childhood photos that um, I need to scan at some point oh my god oh. do you guys want to see my cat talking to birds Paul wants <laughs> uh, what is your favorite focal length I am a nifty 50 type of girl, so that's my go-to lens for sure. Um, I'm not much of a 28, although I do have a 28, but I've, like, I've only ever really used it for, like, astro photography. Nice. Yeah. I, find, I, I like, feel you on the 50. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Caroline says, what are your thoughts on editing photos and photo software? There seems to be a division against some purists that are against it. Um, I am, see, see, I, I do have mixed feelings about it because the thing is, like, once you digitize your negatives, like, that's pretty much like photo manipulation already. So, your photos. Oh. What it takes to get there is is like completely up to you. Like you're in control. It's your photo. So for me, my threshold is really like when I scan, like I fix my curves, and if I really like a particular photo, like I manually like color convert it. So I scan the negative as a slide, and then I do the process manually on Photoshop. Perf. For that particular frame, like I can't do it for the whole roll because that would take me forever. Um, but yeah, especially if I make up somebody like my sister, she she's really liked one of the photos of like the chairs that I took a photo of. Um, and yeah, so I made it into like a G clay print for her, and so I really wanted to get the colors right, so I did that manually. But otherwise, oh, my cat. Um, otherwise. It's mostly straighten and crop. Like that's as much as much as I really do in terms of editing. Uh, 
Then Halation Station asks, are you batch scanning strips of things? The scan makes it so easy. I wish I could. So I I have the, oh, yeah, the same as what you have. Um, and if I had the 5,000, I would be able to scan it as a roll. There's a way to do it. And I have an engineer friend who offered to do it, but I don't. This model doesn't let me do it, so unfortunately, mm. I can't. So I still scan in like strips of six. Um, but the film like makes it so much tighter scan. Um, yeah. I'm also reading the comments. And then Halation Station. I feel like it depends on how you think about your work. Is it journalism, art? If you're trying to be a journalist, then ultimate purity of image is key. If it's mm -hmm. your art, all things turn. I mean, it, it's a tough one because I think like there's like a weird thing with oh no need to be sorry about yeah no we love the engagement that's bring that's it fine. Um, yeah. but. There, there's a weird thing with like these sort of like purists that get all upset about like oh you manipulated the photo and blah 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 it's like yeah but dudes and people have been manipulating photos mm -hmm. all time like if you saw the original like negatives of Ansel mm -hmm. Adams work it looks like shit mm -hmm. his photos yeah. didn't look good until he yeah. edited the living bejesus out of yeah. the studio so like this whole like oh it needs to be pure like straight out of the camera it's yeah. like shut the fuck up you know whatever <laughs> like, you know, it always requires some bit of editing yeah. especially if you're shooting uh film and then getting it digitized like you know that in itself is yeah. changing looks Definitely. because like yeah. depending on how it's scanned and who scanned it and blah 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 like uh -huh. you know it'll look different from one scan to another yeah so it's like you know if you really want it to be pure um, the only way to really do that is like shoot slide film and then show people the slides from a slide projector and then mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. That's like as close to like the pure thing that you could get. Would you agree though, does this apply to Polaroids? How, how so? I don't know. I feel like because like once you take it, that's it, right? Well, yeah, so, like, that's one of the things that's always attracted me about Polaroids is that a Polaroid is the most honest image that you could ever take because mm -hmm. the only one that ever exists. Like, you know, I took two photos of this moment, and mm -hmm. they're both completely different because they were shot a few seconds apart from each other. Yep. So that's the most honest photo ever. Mm -hmm. uh, but as soon as I scan it, it's not going to look the same as this once it's scanned. It's going to mm -hmm. be a little different and, you know, it's, it doesn't make it any less of a photo. Like That's it's, not, I don't know. Yeah. No. I think like it's just a way for people that like to argue to just have something to argue about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the form of photo manipulation. I agree completely. And Brandy says, who cares? Live your life and let people have their joy. Um, and Caroline asks, well, how about film filters or presets? Like on Lightroom? That... Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really care. 
to me, it's like you take the photo and you share it with people. Whatever the final result is, like you're the you're the image taker, so you get to decide what it is that people see. And as long as you're happy with it, like that's that's it. Like people can't do anything about it. Like this is my photo. Look at it. That's it. Yeah. So. Well, I think ultimately, like that's what really matters. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's your photo. It's your image. It's your vision of what you saw. Mm -hmm. Like. It should really only matter to you. To you, yeah. If is getting all upset that you photoshopped a film photo, then maybe they need to like take that up with their therapist or get a therapist to talk it out with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, honestly. And was it? Oh, Caroline says. And what about Instagram filters? Have you found any that actually look like Portra Four Hundred, Kodak Gold, etc.? Uh, no. <laughs> like I don't. I don't really use them. I I haven't, but I mean, when I used to fuck with filters, it was <laughs> I fucking loved Nashville. That was a good. One. Oh man! Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie, I use, when I shoot digital, sometimes I will use a preset that makes it kind of look like Kodak on mm -hmm. some time, just to like get some grain in that, in that digital photo. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't see a problem with presets because like, I mean, ultimately it's whatever you feel comfortable and you're happy with. Mm -hmm. um, and Paul asks, have you seen Fan Ho work? I just Googled. It looks amazing. Now I have. <laughs> oh, I really uh, love the, the lighting. In Nashville. Dude, I miss Nashville. I would love to go back and hit up Prince's again. It burned so good, but it was, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> that hot chicken was so good. Oh, I'm jealous. Nashville was cool. I enjoyed Nashville a lot. It, it's the first place where I ever took um, an actual photo on film of lightning strikes. Ooh, damn. Yeah, there was like a crazy... How did you do that? So it was <laughs> kind of funny. Like I wasted a ton of frames doing it, but like it was with my 50 mil and I have this like um, rubber... Um, lens hood for it uh -huh. and the rubber lens hood is like super handy um if you don't want to have reflections when you're trying to shoot through glass because oh. you can it up against the glass and then no more reflections because the right. rubber and you can yeah. kind of you have some room to move the camera around right um but i just kind of like um would hear the thunder strike and then like count down the the lightning bolt and then just fire it and I got a couple of really cool shots of like big thunderbolts Damn. in Nashville on film. And it's like when it rains there, it, it I've never experienced rain like the the rain in Nashville. That was kind of wild. Yeah. If I ever do make it to Nashville again, Halation Station, you up? I need to get on that too. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Get, get on the travel game when the world opens up again. Yeah. One city in the States that I also want to visit is New Orleans. 
like anywhere. I've never been. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's like my jam. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. For now, I have Saskatchewan. I have Saskatoon. <laughs> I mean, it's a That's, start. I know. It's a good start. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the, the prairies, you're seeing it the best way by flying in because driving to the prairies is really boring because, like, it's just so boring. <laughs> That's my least favorite part of driving across Canada is the prairies because it's just so flat and boring for so long. Because, <laughs> like, the first word to describe it is just boring. Oh, Paul is asking black and white versus color preference. Uh, for me, I definitely like shooting color more. Um, but I did, I did enjoy shooting black and white. Like, actually, my favorite black and white film is... Uh, the Ortho Plus. I love the Ortho Plus. I love the Ortho Plus. It's such a cool film because, like, yeah. the whole, like, it not being red sensitive. Yeah, makes it... I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do, like, the next black and white film that I want to try is uh, the Fuji one across. Oh, yeah. the, the it, yeah, like, yeah. that's a nice too. Um, you should also try, if you haven't yet, uh, Ferrania P30. Yes, that is, I definitely want to try, try Ferrania. They still have some of it at, uh, at Bo at Photo. Bo? Oh, yeah. man. Better get on that. <laughs> um, I've got a small stash of it because yeah. I really like it a lot. It's a great one. Oh, oh okay. But um, it's it needs... Um, you need to be like really on with your exposures. Exposures, yeah. It is, um, it is not a pretty <laughs> film. Oh. Double X is great too, Carolina. Uh, yeah. Carolina said that one. Yeah. Um, I really like Eastman Double X. Need to write this down. I have a love-hate relationship with Shanghai. I bought I'm... a, I bought a fuck ton of it, and I'm like. I don't know, like, I love it, but I also don't love Why it. Why don't you love it? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just like, how do I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I see, like, I would get one good roll, and then I would shoot another, and it's like, I thought this was going to be better than I thought it would be. matter of consistency for me it's just like I've already shot like six rolls of it um, at this point and it's like I can't it's just not for me I guess. I've never messed with the shank <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, I'm too loyal to um to like Kodak and Ilford and stuff mm -hmm. I've yeah. really too far from them I've never played with Rolly Blackbird. I've always wanted to to mess with that one. I do like the Crossbird a lot, though. Oh, oh! I have a question for everybody. I have a roll of the Rolly Infrared. 
and I Ooh. got an infrared filter as well, but I don't know what to shoot. If anybody has recommended, I like I I know like landscapes might be interesting. I've never fucked with the infrared film, so yeah, that's there. <laughs> but that's like one of my one thing that I want to do this summer, like with all the light and stuff. So greenery. Um, Trees and forests, yeah. Well, we have lots of that here, trees and forests. Yeah. Like, Shanghai's quality control is super bad. The one <laughs> really fun, high contrast stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, that's probably my favorite part about it. It's so contrasty. Um, but, yeah. Anywhere that's green. Yeah, definitely BC has a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're on, you said you're in North Bend, so, like, hit up Lynn Valley or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Or you, or you could uh, head up to Whistler. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just have to pick a day for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the things yeah one of the things that i want to shoot for the summer oh another thing i want to try shooting is lomo purple at night i've heard I, of it at night being really cool yeah and i've seen like danielle's like photos recently it looks so cool like uh yeah and i was like damn it i need, I need to try it jp says the prairies and infrared that could be interesting <laughs> Yeah, I should, I should, I should bring it, I should bring it over. Yeah. That could work <laughs> pretty interestingly. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I also want to try shooting more medium format, but I only have, like, my TLR. Like, I want to get another medium format, but, like, I can't really decide on a size. Like, what's your favorite Frames, I, I don't know, like a six four five. I'm really partial to 6.7. Okay. I like 6.7 a lot. Um, and then I got a 6 by 9 recently, and I really like that guy, because I picked up a um, the Fuji yeah. GW690, so it's like the Texas, the Texas Leica. Leica. <laughs> and that thing's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of wild, though, that it only is eight shots like it's just like it's gone so quick um <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like I, I like six six and six nine uh -huh. I haven't been able to bring myself to six four five yeah I'm leaning towards a six four five but I don't know there's just so many options but I that I have to say like I really enjoy it like the six by six yeah, I really love the square format. Yeah, the square is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm waiting impatiently for uh, Nicole to get her mm -hmm. latest shipment in from Cinestill because she's getting some of the double X medium format in. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, so Eric says six seven is really wonderful. You can shoot vertical and it doesn't look super tall. Nice. 
See, that Halation Station's comment, I, that's how I feel about 645. Oh, I see. Or five, when you think about your options to digitize, you might as well shoot 35 and scan with the Nikon. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Lots to consider. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Six six is fun though. I really like yeah. six, six a lot. So. Yeah, me too. Oh, but Eric is coming we to the have debate. have a debate here. <laughs> we have a debate. Of uh, well, I have no experience in this, so I'm just here to absorb information. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, one of the medium format cameras that I, I don't know, I have a thing for communist cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the the cameras made by Pentacon. So they they made like a, a copy. Uh, like they have a. I I I was looking into the Pentacon Six, so that's on my list. But it's just so hard to find like a good working one. But yeah. otherwise, like I I also want to try Bronica. Um, I have a Bronica SQAI, and I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. It is a favorite. Mm -hmm. um, I love that camera a ton. Um, and mm -hmm. then I've also got um, a Mamiya C33. And, and yeah, yeah, Caroline also loves the Soviet cameras. I've got a Zorky, and I love the shit out of that thing. Yeah, I love my, my little Tactica. Although I think it's starting to have some shutter problems now, but it's okay. Okay, <laughs> I still love it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I just shot like my first two rolls with like the Helios, so I'm really hoping to get some decent bulky bokeh with it. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. I just I was testing out a camera for a friend, like an old Minolta. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the one you brought with you, right? <clears throat> yeah, so I bought a lens that day. I got it's a, I think it's a 50 mil one point seven or something mm -hmm. it is really interesting because it has like hexagonal bokeh mm -hmm. which is i've never seen that before like really insane. yeah oh. i was almost kind of like i kind of want to keep this cow just keep <laughs> you're not getting it back <laughs> oh i love the comments yes so this camera i love this my hellation station in mother uh in mother russia <laughs> You. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I've heard good things about the deeper lens too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like seriously. Like my. I've started learning Russian like a few months ago, and I appreciate all the Soviet cameras so much more. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. The <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know where it is, but, oh, is it, you, you were, you're breaking up there. Oh, no, chunky internet. Are you back yet? Am I? I hope Yeah, I now am. you're back. Okay. Okay, that's, I hope I'm back. <laughs> uh... 
you uh, what uh, you you're dropping some uh, some Russian on us? <laughs> no, I just said my Russian report. <laughs> oh, inhalation station's dropping out. Definitely, we'll come to Nashville again sometime because I need to get some more of that chicken. I will go there for chicken. I agree. Oh, the chicken's so good, and it's just—it was also really cool to like wander around and shoot there. I bet. And they have a building that's like the Batman building because it has like, like bat ears on it. It's kind of cool. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it was like the old AT and T building. Uh huh. I don't know. Um, what are your feelings about brutalist buildings? The brutalist buildings. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Hmm. I mean, I like shooting them. I find them very interesting. Um, one of my favorite buildings in Vancouver, mm-hmm. it's like, if I ever won the lottery, I would want to like try and get a condo in this place. It's the Waterfall Building by Granville Island. Yeah. It's such a cool building. Oh, um, it is. I love it. I, I enjoy brutalist architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes brutalism can go sideways. And I'm in Fraser University is a fantastic example of that. Um, <laughs> it's, I like using it as a school setting, probably not the best idea. Like for a while there, I'm in Fraser had one of the highest suicide rates oh, in Canada because it was just so depressing. Oh my God. Because the, the dude that designed it um, prior to SFU, most of the things he architected were like prison complexes and stuff. And so it's like the dorms were like a lot like prison cells and things like that. And, you know, I never went a few as a student, but right. um, a friend and I would go there on their days off and draw, draw huge dicks on the chalkboards because they have those big like chalkboards that go up and down. <clears throat> so on like the very most furthest rear back chalkboard, <laughs> we'd draw terrible things pull the chalkboard down over it. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's what we do with our days <laughs> off. <laughs> Fun times. I would but put it an cool to emoji. emoji. I, I, well, yeah, now now they just draw an eggplant emoji and be like, <laughs> ha, 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 but like we just, yeah. <clears throat> this was in the early 2000s. That was the OG vandalism. It was a, <laughs> Yeah, that was terrible. Um, but I do like it. Like the courthouse downtown is really cool. Like, um, I like brutalism mm-hmm. in in architecture. It's mm-hmm. interesting. But I also like. I think my favorite, my favorite style of architecture is like Frank Lloyd Wright's work. Um, mm-hmm. That would be like an absolute like if. I came into more money than I knew what to do with. I would love to like find a Frank Lloyd Wright that's available and, and live in one of those. Cause just, um, yeah, the design concepts he had were so ahead of uh, their time and mm-hmm. very, very cool buildings. What about yourself? Check that out. I don't know. I've only really like, started looking like taking more like architecture photos like lately so I haven't really looked much into it I'm mostly like curious about like who people's favorite architects or buildings are and like 
I have like a dream list of like buildings to, sh or at least not even buildings, just like neighborhoods to shoot. Like, um, what, mm. like my sister lives in London, and um, there's an area called the Barbican Center. I don't know if, if I'm saying that right, but like, yeah, it's like okay. very, very interesting like buildings and interiors and like, I guess like the, at least like the photos I've seen of it, like the lighting is like very intentional. Like there's like very cool pockets of light that just like enter, and it seems pretty interesting. And also just like ex-Soviet Union countries, <laughs> um, they have very weird and interesting architecture and most of them are like abandoned now yeah and yeah i want to visit it one day like, like georgia like tbilisi like i know martin parr had a, has a photo book on like tbilisi and i also want to visit i don't know maybe kazakhstan or other soviet countries one day <laughs> Um, he also mentioned Habitat in Montreal, which is a very, very cool structure. Ooh. Um, it was I built for Expo 67, and mm -hmm. it's so cool. Like, Habitat is, is neat. It was one of the places that <clears throat> oh, shit. I'm kind of bummed out. I never actually got to go photograph because... Damn. Yeah, it's super cool, right? Um, I had, I wanted to shoot it, but then COVID happened and I couldn't get to Montreal for a while so yeah. one day oh, definitely that's I really want to visit Montreal again and I'm definitely going to take a photo of this <laughs> yeah Montreal is really cool it's a fun city mm -hmm. what's up Armando mm -hmm. Armand from the Denton Camera Exchange just uh rolled on in hello Well, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you taking here. Thanks and for we'll inviting me. Of course. Um, it, I really appreciate you agreeing to be on here and spending some time uh, with, with me and all the peoples here. Yeah, it was really fun. Definitely. I love the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very lively comment section. <laughs> I love it. I love this energy. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to do a photo walk soon. Definitely. See, it was not canceled, just postponed. Exactly. <laughs> well, we might do a Northern Film Collective one in August, possibly, too, like a big, mm -hmm. bigger one, like when it's a little safer and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm down. But, I'm definitely down. Appreciate you rolling in. I think I'm going to make some dinner here, though. Mm -hmm. um, it's getting to be about that time. But thank you so much for hanging yeah. out with me, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And um, next week, uh, Jess Hobbs from Quebec is going to be... Yeah, her, her stuff is fantastic, yeah. so I'm really looking forward to having her on because um, she's another Polaroid uh, person as well, too, yeah. so... You know, us Polaroid people are, are weirdos. <laughs> hey, I'm a weirdo too. Um, You'll get there. I'll you get there. Polaroid. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to have a Polaroid to be a weirdo. Like, uh, <laughs>
But yeah, thank you so much. Brandy says it's uh, so good to see your face. Oh no, you you froze again. Mm -hmm. Am awesome. I? Am I still frozen? Well, okay. Oh no, you're back now. Brandy said it was good to see your face. My cat is hiding, but I'm sure he has gotten some love too. Thank you for entertaining the, <laughs> the cat. Your cat was the so <laughs> Your highness is the cat goodbye. Yeah, uh, awesome. Well, I hope you have a yeah. good night. And you too. thanks, everyone. And we'll see everyone next week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.